Hello and welcome to the Relationship Anxiety Podcast. I'm your host, Mikkel, and today we're talking about creating a secure attachment. Hi friends, what's up? Welcome to the third and final part in this attachment series where we are talking about secure attachment. What is it and how do we start creating more of it? So now if you listen to this podcast, it's very likely that you fall into the first two buckets we've already talked about, which is an anxious attachment or avoidant or disorganized, which we're not doing a specific episode on because again, it is really just honestly a combination and a mix of sometimes you show up a little bit avoidant, sometimes you show up um, more anxious, just varies on the day and the situation and what's being triggered for you. Um, but today I want to talk about secure, which is the ideal attachment style. This is what we want to start creating. And the beautiful thing about how we attach is, you know, our attachment styles are formed from, you know, past experiences and relationships, you know, again, with caregivers to past partners we've had. But just because they were formed either at a young age or a past relationship, and they maybe changed a little bit, you know, um, it doesn't mean that that has to be your attachment style forever because our brains have neuroplasticity. They're able to rewire themselves. They're capable of changing our attachment system. Our style can adapt over time. And doesn't mean we have to hurry and fix our anxious or avoidant attachment because, you know, if we lean that way, having that awareness and just knowing, okay, this is kind of how I tend to interact and deal with other people, specifically close relationships like my romantic relationship, as well as having awareness of, okay, here's kind of what my style tends to demand or need. It can help you adjust and adapt for that. So why you can work on becoming more secure over time is just even having that awareness and working with it within your relationship can be really powerful. So just to review for you guys, so if you haven't listened to the past two episodes, I'd recommend going into really like diving deeper into each of these styles, but um, avoidant attachment is the first one we covered, and avoidant is um, the type of attachment style specifically where we tend to push others away. We're not comfortable with people getting too close to us. Um, you know, again, might be very friendly and have lots of relationships, possibly, not necessarily, but you might be very comfortable with people, but not having very deep and intimate relationships. Um, So the beginning of a relationship might feel safe or the idea of a relationship might feel okay. But once you're in that relationship and you have someone who is present and emotionally available, it becomes scary to you because they're looking to get close and connect with you more because it feels vulnerable. You have a really strong desire for independence and um, being able to do your own thing. So often this style is very much afraid of, what if I don't love my partner? What if they're really not the one? And thoughts along the lines of um, maybe they're too needy and I need my space. 
Now, um, anxious kind of on the flip side is where, you know, they're afraid of not being loved. Anxious attachment styles um, are, you know, really, you know, that fear of being abandoned. Um, and their strongest need is to become really, really close to each other, um, to, to their partner. They have a really hard time with distance. Um, and, you know, even just say when partner's away at work, just start spinning out in their head and wondering, oh my gosh, what if something, you know, what if they don't love me anymore? And might look for a lot of extra validation with texts or phone calls or thinking about it a lot, asking if they love you still, mentally questioning if they still love you, worrying they're going to cheat on you, sense of jealousy. That tends to be more what um, anxious attachment looks like. And again, disorganized is you maybe might be a little bit of both, right? Most of my clients I see fall in one or two buckets and there are plenty that actually sometimes will show a little bit of both styles. Now, secure attachment is someone who is comfortable and okay with having those close, intimate, connected relationships, as well as they have confidence in their own identity as an individual, and they're okay with times of not being in a relationship. They're okay with their partner being more distant, and they aren't needing that constant intense closeness that someone with an anxious attachment often wants. So as kids, you know, if you had a secure attachment as a child, what this would look like when they've done studies on it is they would notice, you know, that the kids that had secure attachments were distressed when their parents weren't present, but, um, you know, not excessively distressed um, as well as they were, you know, going back to their parent. Once their parent came back, they would go to their parent for comfort. And they, when their parent was present, showed willingness to go explore their environment and check out new things. Whereas avoidant and anxious kids, avoidant would maybe like be extra mad at the parent and <laughs> avoid seeking comfort from the parent when they returned versus the anxious would be maybe even more clingy. So what this tells us just about secure in general is there is that bond or connection with a loved one, but there also is that willingness to go out into the world and explore your own identity and do your own thing. Now, I think that um, this ultimately kind of comes down to the idea of Jennifer Finlayson Five talks about relational autonomy, which means within a relationship, humans, like when we're functioning the healthiest, we have a desire for balance of togetherness and separateness. We need to be able to feel like we are deeply connected to our partner and that we belong to ourselves. Relational autonomy is the need to belong to yourself and be connected to your partner. That is like the ideal balance that I think ultimately secure attachments are very comfortable having. So an avoidant attachment skews highly over towards the need to belong to themselves. Within a, and what that means is 
we, we want to be our own person. We don't want to lose our identity in a relationship. In order to have connection, we need to be a separate person from our partner. And so I think anxious or avoidant attachments know that very deeply is I, I need to be able to be myself. I need to be able to have time to do the things I want and the things I need. Whereas an anxious attachment has that really, really, really strong desire for that connection um, and to be very close to their partner and they might pursue that at the cost of abandoning themselves. Whereas the avoidant might pursue and want that belonging to themselves so much that they drop or let go of connection to their partner. So a secure attachment is able to hold space for both. You have to become someone who is able to be their own person and having your own friends, interests, hobbies, um, things that you want to pursue and contribute to the world and being able to have space and the freedom that you need within a relationship, creating room for that, and as an avoidant, not judging yourself for it, not making it mean, oh my gosh, this means it's not right. We have to be willing to let go of beliefs that we should want to be with our partner all the time and that we should become exactly the same and we need to have the same interests and hobbies We have to let go of that and allow for individuality within the relationship. And, you know, as an anxious person, this is going to take a little more intentional effort for you because you might find yourself, again, wanting to just be fully focused on giving and giving and giving and connecting in the relationship. You have to be willing to take a step back and find things that you're interested in. What makes you feel alive? What are things that you're excited about? Who do you want to be and how do you want to contribute to the world? What are other aspects of yourself you want to develop outside of just this relationship? And intentionally building that. And as an avoidant is being willing to give yourself that without judgment. Because it is such a healthy desire. It really is to want to have your own space to be your own person, to have your own wants and needs and all of that is a beautiful thing. And rather than judging yourself for it or putting on, oh, well, my partner must not be right, is like make room for that. Be willing to say, hey, you know what? Today I need some space to myself and and validate your partner, of course, too, is that like, you know what? You're great. I love you, but I need some space. I need to do my own thing because that's going to help me show up more fully in the relationship. Helping your partner understand that and being willing to give it to yourself rather than trying to force yourself to not have that independence (laughs) or thinking, oh my gosh, I have to be out of this relationship in order to create that, is can you be in a relationship and allow for your desire for independence to be your own person and not judge yourself for it or beat yourself up 
allowing yourself to have that. And then on the flip side is creating that deep connection to your partner. And what that means for an avoidant is being willing to be a little bit more vulnerable, being willing to open up even when it feels kind of scary and hard to do, being willing to kind of let them in a little bit more and tell them what's going on for you. Um, again, a lot of times this doesn't feel safe and you have to do it where you're at according to where you're at in the relationship. Obviously, if you're in a newer relationship versus if you've been together for a while, like how comfortable you are with being vulnerable might vary, but can you to where you're at open up to your partner a little bit more? Now, another thing that is different about secure attachments is the way that they navigate emotions. So it's not that as an anxious attachment or avoidant attachment, you have more negative emotions than a secure attachment. Like as humans, we all are going to have them. But the difference is secure attachments are less overwhelmed by them. They're more comfortable with the presence of negative emotions. They're able to experience them and have learned how to hold those emotions and navigate them without necessarily just constantly projecting it onto the relationship and their partner. Um, so it's a little bit easier for them when, when emotions come up to not be so reactive to them and be as explosive or hurry and blame. They're able to sit with the discomfort of their negative feelings while still working on being who they want to be in the relationship. Now, of course, there's still fights and disagreements and nobody's relationship is perfect. But one of the things that can help you become more secure is by becoming more comfortable with your negative feelings. So often the discomfort you have with them, the need to push them away and fight them and annihilate them or react to them is is what is keeping you from feeling as attached as you want to from your partner. So like let's say if you're more avoidant and you have this feeling of anger or frustration come up, you might blame your partner for how you feel and hurry and push them away and try to get out of the situation or maybe even mentally start considering what it might look like to leave. And then on the flip side, say you're anxious and you have a moment of feeling insecure or feeling sad and you just might let these emotions build and build and build until you start questioning if your partner loves you, right? And you might um, start being extra clingy or extra needy with them. Versus it's not that, you know, someone who is um, secure doesn't ever feel anger or sadness or insecurity, but they're a little bit more capable of sitting with it. And so working on building your capacity to experience uncomfortable emotions and owning it. If you haven't listened to the Emotional Ownership Podcast, that's all on this. But being able to recognize like these are my feelings and not needing to blame your partner for it or needing to escape the relationship for it, but 
like taking on like, yeah, this is my, my feeling. This is me being human right now and allowing yourself to have that experience. Another aspect that is different um, when you have a secure attachment is your communication style. So like, let's say (laughs) um, you're arguing about dishes. Someone who has an insecure attachment style, avoidant or anxious, might want to revisit past issues and times where the dishes were not done. Just generalize how like this is always going to happen and you never care what's going on for me. Being really explosive with the feelings that come up and try to solve with drastic measures like storming out, ending the relationship, all of that. (laughs) But a secure attachment is more able to recognize the heart of the issue rather than focusing on the surface level which makes it so much easier to resolve. So say the dishes haven't been done yet and you start arguing about it, it's a secure attachment. You might be able to recognize, oh, underneath this is I'm just feeling like I'm not being appreciated for what I do. Like they're not grateful for the things I do. And that's why I'm fighting about the dishes. And also being able to pinpoint and understand in your partner of, They feel like they're not being listened to and that's why they're really demanding this. And so now that you understand, like those are really the fears going on is now you can address the core problem. Now you can help make sure that both feel appreciated, um, that both feel listened to and validate each other. So learning how to navigate conflict within a relationship, um, is something that secures do really naturally. And so being able to directly ask for what you want rather than hinting and roundabout, like seeing if your partner is going to do it, testing them, maybe not even not even hinting or anything, just watching them and do they do it, do they not? Oh, look, must not be the right partner because they didn't do this thing, is willing to directly like recognize, one, this is what I... I want and two I can ask for it and it's not from this desperate clingy needy place because they know that their wants and needs are going to be met and it may not happen exactly the way they want or when they want but they trust that it's going to happen they communicate from a place of not attacking or um, trying to test partner again but just communicating from a place of knowing I'm capable of getting my needs met. And that might come through my partner in this moment, and that's why I make this request, but I also know like I'm capable of meeting this need for myself as well. So again, a secure person comes from a place of knowing their needs are going to be met. Um, and when they communicate, they're willing for it to you know, take time Um, often, you know, as an anxious attachment, you might demand we have a conversation right now about something or, or push it away. Avoidant might do this as well. Whereas secure knows, okay, the relationship, we're good. It's going to be okay. And so let's talk about this in a way and time that is going to be effective. And so that might be addressing things in the moment, or it might be recognizing, you know what? 
my my feelings are really out of proportion right now or you know like they don't seem quite ready to hear this so you know let's talk about this tonight and this is still important to me they're willing to bring it up at a later time they're good at kind of reading the cues and being able to know like here's a good moment and here's not or even if their partner starts asking to talk about something that they know themselves well enough to be able to communicate hey I actually need a little bit of space on this right now. Let's talk about it later. And they follow through on that. So their communication is direct, shares what they want, coming from this place of abundance of knowing they can have their wants and needs met, as well as it's not frantic and urgent, but intentional and purposeful. Now, behind all of this is ultimately where anxious and avoidance are often operating out of fears of being unlovable or that they're not capable of love or that they're going to be rejected or that they're going to hurt someone is someone with a secure attachment believes that they're capable of love they believe that they are capable of being loved and worthy of being loved, that they can have what they want and need. They have a belief in the relationship itself that it is strong and capable of growing. Often as an insecure attachment, you look at the relationship as this really fragile thing that might fall apart at any moment. But practice cultivating some of these beliefs. Be able to recognize your all or nothing thinking and not get so caught up in it. Secures are not so prone to get extreme in how they're thinking about the relationship, but rather recognizing more of the gray area rather than the extreme black and white thoughts that many anxious and avoidant attachments might have. And they believe that the relationship is strong. And then it can grow. So in moments of weakness or when it's struggling, rather than becoming so frustrated and hopeless and thinking we have to give up, is giving yourself grace and believing we can build this over time. Giving the relationship patience. And then also giving that to yourself too. Is if you've had years of operating out of one attachment style, Or maybe even you didn't really fully realize because this is the first time where you've really been in a relationship or, you know, where this has started coming out as maybe you've become more serious and it's brought out some of these insecurities. Or maybe this partner is available and healthy and this relationship brings out some of these fears that maybe didn't really get ignited as much in previous relationships. So... For whatever reason, like these styles that you're dealing with, whatever that your insecure attachment is, is be patient with yourself and don't compare yourself to other people. I think that's one of the things that holds us back the most is, you know, as someone who's avoidant, maybe looking at someone who's more anxious or secure and be like, "Ah, I just don't love as good as they do and something's wrong with me versus recognizing, no, I have a different attachment style than they do. So yeah, maybe it does come more naturally to them to connect and express love and be vulnerable. 
but not using it against yourself. Being able to love and appreciate yourself where you're at right now. Recognizing the growth you have to do. And trusting that not only you are strong enough to make the changes you want to make, but also the relationship is as well. And that it isn't doomed just because of your attachment style. Because, you know, we all came to this world with flawed parents and experiences that are hard. And it's just a way that you learned how to cope with those things. Just how you learned how to get through some of those hard emotions. And now here you are in this healthy relationship. And it is this beautiful invitation inviting you to heal and become more of the person you want to be. Thanks so much for tuning in today, you guys. You have a beautiful weekend and we'll talk next week. Bye.